Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a woman by the name of Adele Spragan, author and consultant in Markham, Ontario. What if we've been given the wrong operating instructions? What if everything you have been taught about how to set and achieve a goal is wrong? This is precisely what behavioral change expert Adele Spragan suggests, and she can prove it. Drawing on the most recent findings and brain research, along with inspiring stories of breakthroughs and triumphs from her coaching clients, Adele demonstrates that almost any obstacle can be overcome with the right operating instructions. Adele is an award-winning thought leader and an international speaker and trainer and the award-winning author of the book Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. She offers a unique proprietary methodology that she delivers through workshops, one-on-one consultations, and coaching that addresses the underlying decision-making patterns that get in the way of effective selling. Adele, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ian. My pleasure to be here. I know you're busy with the book and it's going through the roof, so I just want to, on behalf of our listeners today, thank you for making the time to to share some of your knowledge and your story with us. I, I, I love having guests on the show, and I love, you know, getting some backstory of, of their journey. What what led them to become who they are today? Can you become, you know, how did you, in your own world, Adele, become a behavioral change expert? What Maybe you could give the listeners a bit of your backstory. Sure, I'd love to. So, um, you know, I like to say that I've been in this personal development space for over 30 years, and um, for the first 20 or so of those years, Ian, I was following the traditional operating instructions that most people are taught. So I was told to set a goal. I was told to determine the steps that I need to take to get to that goal. Uh, When I got in my own way, I was told, okay, it must be something off with your mindset, Adele. Go Go and deal with that, and then there shouldn't be any issue on getting to your goal. And so I would go off, and sure enough, I would deal with my mindset, and I would come back and attack it again. And still, regardless, I had a terrible pattern of quitting. Every time I got anywhere even close to success, I would just turn tail and run. And it didn't matter how often I did this. I wanted my own business. I started and quit three of them. Um, And each time, I just kept getting in my own way. So eventually, and I started to ask myself a, a intriguing question now that I look back. I started to say to myself, is it me? I'm doing everything that I've been told that should result in my success, and I still wasn't succeeding. I was still quitting. 
So I decided, okay, maybe we've got the instructions wrong. Maybe there's something off with the way that we're being taught to get to our goals and achieve what we want to achieve. So I went to university and I studied how does this human brain of ours make decisions? What's actually happening under the hood? And sure enough, by the time I graduated, I realized that something's off with the way that we're um, setting and achieving these goals. And so I did a deep dive into my own self and I created my own operating instructions and I started to teach them. And that was 10 years ago. And since then, I've taught this my technique, my proprietary technique all over the world. And boy, are the results different. And before, you know, when I was teaching people in the traditional way of, of goal achievement, because I was a coach back then, I would say 25% of people were achieving their goals. About 50% of them were partially somewhere in the middle. You know, some they would achieve, some not. 25% were like me, like really, really struggling. Um, today, in in-house surveys that we do, 87% of the people who set a goal manage to achieve it using this technique. So once we know how the brain works, once we understand what, what's actually going on, um, it's really easy to work with the brain in the way it's designed to be used and help us to achieve those goals that we want to get in life. That's, that's remarkable. What a, what a story. I, I, you know, I love when someone drinks their own Kool-Aid, right? Like you did a deep dive, you figured it out. You, we've all had successes and failures. And, and so you, you, you know, you debunked the code. You, you took it apart, dissected it to find out what's really going on. I love how the words you used, uh, Adele, under the hood. You went way under the <laughs> hood and figured it out. And 87%, any, any of you people in sales, uh, 87% are now achieving their goals based on your proprietary methodology, Adele. That's, congratulations. That, that's Thank you. an am, amazing improvement. That, that's really something. So, yeah, and Ian, I should say I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I, look, I work with a lot of independent sales agents and um, the patterns that get in the way of selling, and I'll explain what patterns are later, um, they're very easy to address when we know what's happening and when we know how to work with the brain so that we can remove those patterns. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that in back to you. Yeah, no, it's a big deal to know what you don't know. Like, if you don't know what you don't know, you can't do anything about that. But once you know what you don't know, okay, there's, there's some kind of track for improvement and, uh, and you know, go, move forward and, and improving uh, results for sure. You, you said you work with entrepreneurs, salespeople, sales leaders. What do you see are the two biggest fears that people have when it comes to selling? And why are these fears so common, Adele? Yeah, I would say uh, the number one fear is our fear of rejection. Um, another one that's showing up, that's popping up very much these days is we're moving into a world where you need to uh, prove your expertise, right? So you really need to put content out there. And that can be very fearful for some people to be exposed like that. Um, but definitely fear of rejection and um, fear of sounding salesy are the two number one fears that I see. Um, and so the, those are very easy to explain when we understand how the brain works. And let me just share something about the functioning of your brain. We actually live in a world in which we're operating under two different moral codes, okay? And they're occurring at the same time. One lane that you're expected to travel in is the world of reciprocity and friendship and gift giving. 
And the other world is the world of transactions and money. And those worlds often do not go hand in hand, okay? But inside a sales conversation, we are taught that they should. So we're taught, you know, build that trust first. Uh, create those friendships. And then ask people if they would like to buy your stuff. And, you know, what happens inside the brain is this. The, the transactional, reciprocal friendship building is occurring in the right hemisphere of your brain. The transactional, logical, hey, this is money, this is exchanging hands, is a left brain functioning. So here you are, you're having a sales conversation and you're going along and you're, you know, you need to listen in order to sell effectively. So you need all of those friendship tools. You need those relationship tools, which are all your right brain firing, firing, firing. And then it comes to the question of, hey, can I ask for the sale? Now suddenly you've got to switch from the right hemisphere to the left hemisphere. Okay. And in that you feel awkward. It feels weird for most entrepreneurs, most independent sales agents when they first get going. And so it's that shift to a different lane that you need to know how to navigate effectively in order to believe that you don't sound salesy and that you're, um, you're, there will be no fear of rejection. The fear of rejection is coming from the right hemisphere, that friendship lane. The transactional I sound salesy is because you're still in the friendship lane in your mind. All we need to do is just gently find a way to move the brain to the left hemisphere, and then you're fine. Now you're, you're able to ask for the sale effectively. You're able to hear no's without feeling rejected. Um, you're able to recognize the difference between what you're offering and you because, you know, that identity piece gets in the way, and it's just so much lighter and freer when we know how to do that. I, I love what you just said. I've, I've had a, a lot of salespeople through the years say things like, well, I'm busy building the relationship. I'm trying to establish, you know, trust and rapport. I don't want to throw in, you know, can we do business? How can we do business? When can we do business? It just seems, as you say, so salesy. But if it's done well, if it's done conversationally, it, it can be a beautiful thing. And getting Absolutely. people to, to get there. Oh, I, I know so many salespeople that could use your services, Adele. I absolutely do. Because they think it's two different conversations, and it can be in the one. I, I really love how you, you framed that. It, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, uh, it's wonderful to hear it from someone else, a professional like yourself, who, who's been teaching this for many, many years. Uh, it's so important yeah. for salespeople to stay on point. We're not professional visitors. Sure, we have to build relationships and trust and all those things, but at the end of the day, we need to, to, to fill our pipeline and win deals. So it, it, they have to go hand in glove. I, I love how you're, uh, what, what you're saying here. So you teach a, a method called repatterning. Right? I'm fascinated by that title. Can you briefly describe you know, what that is to our listeners today? Yeah, sure. So our, our brain works by way of creating patterns. So if we just think about and just think about where the brain is situated in the body, it's inside this dark, silent room called the skull, and it actually has no access to the outside world. So how it works is it works by way of neural pathways, and most people know that they've seen images of the brain. And once the brain has formed a path, a pattern, then information just travels down that pattern and brings us an interpretation of the event outside. 
vessel of everything that is occurring outside the brain is interpreting that information that is coming in through the senses and through its patterning, it is telling you what is going on, okay? And so that's the source of our beliefs, that's the source of our behaviors, that's the source of our actions. If we have something that's not working for us, for example, I found salesy, let's just say that somebody's holding that belief within them, what we could say is, okay, um, there is a pattern in your brain that believes you sound salesy. Now, do you actually sound salesy? Well, maybe, maybe not, okay? What's actually going on out there may not reflect what the pattern is telling you is going on. So what we do is we just need to remove or gently tease apart that pattern so that your brain can store a new belief, a different belief, okay? So let's say that somebody really is salesy, like they really do come across as being pushy in that sales conversation. Okay, that too is given by a pattern. That is a behavior that we could say, all right, that's not working. Let's just remove that pattern and allow your brain to create a new one, okay? So basically what I teach, Ian, to put it simply, is a method of subtraction. We're going to find out what doesn't work for you inside a sales conversation, and then we are just going to subtract the patterns that are taking those actions that are holding those beliefs and allow your brain to create brand new patterns that actually take you in the direction you want to go. Fascinating. So subtracting the, the patterns that are not working and then adding new patterns that are, that are driven yeah. or, or, or hinged on new beliefs and creating that new pattern in, in your brain. Now you've, it's, it's like your software. It sounds like you've gotten rid of the bad software, got the bugs out of it, and laid down a new piece of software in the brain that is working for you that can become a new pattern with new results. That's right. That's right. Oh. oh, Adele, I, I'm going to have to read your book. As soon as I'm done talking to you today, I'm going out to buy your book. Uh, how would you, so you've got some wonderful advice for the wholesale profession, any entrepreneur for that matter. How would you help someone who's avoiding selling, you know, they're, they're kind of shy, they're worried about it, they don't think they could do it. How would you help someone um, feel more comfortable with their role? Yeah. So the first thing they need to know is that the reason they feel uncomfortable is simply because they have a pattern in their brain that feels uncomfortable. I'm going to say this again because it's so important to know. We are so used to looking at the world out there, at the situation. We're so used to blaming ourselves. We're so used to looking for who's, the who's at fault, where the problem lies. And none of that really helps. So the first thing that somebody needs to know is that the reason you feel uncomfortable is for the sole reason that you have a pattern in your brain that feels uncomfortable selling. Okay. Now... The next thing you need to do is remove that pattern that feels uncomfortable. So let's just imagine that somebody can do that. They feel uncomfortable selling. You're just going to remove the pattern that feels uncomfortable. Can you see how now you've got an opportunity to feel comfortable? Does that make sense, Ian? Absolutely. Whereas if, you, yeah, whereas if you're trying to fix that problem and turn discomfort into comfort, now you actually have a bigger problem, right? You not only right. are feeling uncomfortable, but now you also don't know how to make yourself comfortable. <laughs> right. So that's what happens when we don't know how to work with our brain. Then if we know how to work with our brain, then what I do is I teach a person 
how to first identify the pattern that is feeling uncomfortable. And I'm going to explain what that is right now. So a pattern is a three-part intertwining. Physical sensation, emotion, thought. So somebody picks up the phone to make a phone call, a sales conversation. They notice, oh, my gosh, I'm feeling really nervous. They feel their stomach has all these butterflies. That's the physical sensation. The emotion is that nervousness. The thought is, they're not going to like what I'm going to sell. Good. You've just identified a pattern. All right? The next thing you need to do is own that as a pattern, not as real. We actually don't know how that other person is going to react. And I know that, you know, that sounds so logical, but just knowing that doesn't change the pattern. So instead of making the pattern wrong, we just own it. Okay, that's my pattern. Now we have to remove it. So now we need to deconstruct those three pieces of that pattern. And only then can you create a new pattern that is going to feel comfortable. At this point, people describe it to me like it's just stepping out of one identity into another. That's how it feels. So I worked with one guy. He was he had extreme fear of rejection when it came, came to selling, and he just would not sell. So he was doing tons of training, lots of sales training, because he thought, okay, if I can just train myself enough to do this, then I'll be comfortable. But no amount of training was going to actually remove that pattern. So we just went to work on the pattern. We just gently removed it, gently removed it, gently removed it. You know, the next thing he was doing is he was just effortlessly picking up the phone, going to these networking events. He wasn't even thinking about it because he had a pattern that was just innately, naturally taking that action. But we don't have to fight ourselves as much. There's nothing to fix. We just have to identify the pattern that's not working for you, remove it, upgrade it, and then you're just naturally taking those actions. It's like getting out of the way of ourselves, becoming not our own worst enemy. It, it's kind of a translation I, I'm thinking about. I like what you said about, um, you know, if you identify the pattern and you get worried about it, you're amplifying this, this uh, uncomfortable pattern, right? So owning exactly. it, it, it when, like anything, once you own an issue, now you can do something about it instead of deflecting it or blaming it on somebody else. So I, I love the methodology that, that you're describing, Adele. I, I, I truly do. So how should sales conversations feel ideally? Or another way of saying that might be, using your language, what results do the people get from repatterning? Maybe you could shed some light on you know, the before and after. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, first of all, the conversation should feel natural, okay? It shouldn't feel awkward. So that time when it comes to actually asking for the sale, when the conversation changes from, hey, building that trust and educating somebody about what you do and showing people what it is that you're offering, it should feel totally natural to say, would you like to buy this? Is this something you want? If it doesn't, there's a pattern in the way. Okay, so that's the first thing. So once you know how to work with patterns, that move from the left hemisphere, from the right hemisphere of your brain to the left hemisphere feels just totally at ease. Okay. Secondly, there will be no fear of rejection. There will be no worry about how the person is responding at the other end. You're, when you work with your patterns, you're actually in a world where you don't want to sell something to somebody unless it works for them. So you're really listening intently on 
is what I have to offer correct for this person? If it is, then you offer it and you're not, you're not attached to the outcome. It's like, hey, here's what I have to offer. Here's how I see it can help you. And would you like it? Okay. And it's as, it's as natural as that. All right. Those are two things that definitely um, somebody who plays with their patterns goes along with. And the third thing, the most important thing is that all that sales training that most people have if they're in the world of sales. Okay. So most entrepreneurs, most sales agents have taken some sort of training. All of that becomes available to them, but very differently. It's like, um, you know, they they are able to meet those quotas. They're able to set those goals. They're able to just take the actions that they need to take without double thinking, without fighting their way through it. They're just naturally like walking a path. Okay, So those three things is what happens when we know how to work with our brain. Goals, achievement becomes easy. Uh, the steps that we need to take are taken effortlessly, and there's no internal fight to do what we need to do. Right. The, the, the natural sales conversation. I, I like at the beginning how you framed it, working on the, the side of your brain with the relationships, but easily flowing through to agreement creation to, to, to get the business, and with, with no attachment if they say yes or no, because it's natural. It's a conversation. It's not you know, not completely all about the outcome. It's, it's about the natural flow of the conversation. That's such a, such a wonderful thing. Uh, Adele, I want to thank you very, very much on behalf of all of our listeners today for, for taking the time to share your wisdom and talk about this, you know, proprietary methodology of yours that you have. I, on behalf of our listeners, how could they reach out to get a hold of you, Adele, or, or get their hands on uh, one of your books? So um, if they want to get a copy of my book, I gift it for free. All I ask is people pay for shipping. And to get that, you can go to www.shift4steps.com. So that's S-H-I-F-T, the number four, S-T-E-P-S.com. If you want to know about my thought leadership or look into my courses, and I've got courses on everything from repatterning to relationships to sales, you can go to adelspragan.com, so just myname.com. That's fantastic. Once again, my very special guest this week has been Adele Spragan, author and consultant. Uh, and the, the book, again, is Shift, Four Steps of Personal Empowerment. Adele, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast today. Well, my pleasure, Anne. If I can help just one sales agent, I, I'd love to do that. So. That's wonderful. Thanks again, Adele. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.